0: Welcome to another episode of the Travel Hooper. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew. And today, my um, partner, in crime is going to be Calvin. What's up, y'all? Um,
1: <laughs> Phil should be joining us shortly. But,
0: you know. Yeah. I feel like I have my NPR voice on. I'm a little stuffy up toast. So I'm going to get close to the mic today. Nah, man. But we just saw two series close out. We got the finals on Wednesday. Calvin, how you feeling?
1: Um, I'm feeling a little tired of watching basketball every day. Um, but um like I'm I'm not wildly surprised, certainly as far as like the Lakers being in there. Um granted like with one or two slightly different decisions. It's probably a longer a slightly longer series than we got. Um because you know, without AD's three, the Lakers lose game two. And I feel like if Vogel had a left Rondo in game three, the Lakers might have been able to get it. Cause there's just one stretch where he was just like stealing the ball and, like layup or like a city or something. And then you just and then he takes him out it's just kinda like, why? But you know, um, Murray was hurt in game for most of game five. Um, that certainly didn't help. Also, not really related, I don't think. But you know, shout out to refs who called ticky tack fouls and then let dudes knock the crap out of each other. Um, because that makes perfect sense. How you feeling?
0: Um, I feel like neither one of the closeout games were satisfying. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the same battle that we saw, like, throughout the entire series. At least not from what I saw, like, the closest. I guess, like, the, uh, I guess the, the heat was a little bit closer, but it, it never felt like the heat were gonna lose. I guess on this, on my end. Like, it, like, if it's, if it's, like, a two-point game and I expect one of them to win, it's probably going to be the Heat because they'll just fight you. And that'll, like, shore everything up. But, like, them just trading for buckets, the Heat going to scrap something out. We know who is going to be, like, your primary bucket getter, but when he's shooting, like, 8 of 21, like, you, you're not all that worried. And like I, I really like Jalen Brown, but like Jalen Brown also isn't going to give you that twenty six that you need consistently, like to win, like. So it just, I liked it though. It was cool, but it was it's so anticlimactic. We've seen I... so much, we've seen so much heat for this past like sixty days. So much heat. Like, just kind of, like,
1: just put her out. I I I don't really know how I feel about that game, because I misunderstood, for, for some reason, in spite of myself, I misunderstood when it was supposed to start, so I only showed up at halftime. But, like, I approached it with a lot of apathy. Because, like I said, we've been watching, like, I know me as this, I've been watching games almost every, like, every day or almost every day for, like, what, like, the past month, month and a half now. And, like, watch basketball my favorite sport. It's fun, but it's just kind of, like, at a certain point, you, you know, you're just, like, I, I need a break. Um, so, like, I I, I half-watched the game. Like, so, I, for me, it felt a little closer, but it's also just, like, I wasn't looking like that. And, you know, you just kind of see Drogic do what he wants, um, Butler more or less do it. He won. Adebayo do it. He won. Folks missed shots. Left. I feel like the did Boston miss a lot of shots. I feel like they did.
0: Yep. Okay. Like their main three scorers were like, eh. Like they got the they got their like raw numbers, but if you look at like the shots and like efficiency, nah, not the best, bro.
1: Um, but of course, you know, that gets us into, um, some slightly other territories. You know, we, we approach the Heat-Lakers series, which, like, my money would be on the Lakers, um, just one, arguably a better collection of talent. I mean, you have, you, you have LeBron, which basically guarantees you a finals if you have a meet- even a mediocre team around him. Um, but, you know, he's got AD. Um, it'll, hopefully it'll be a fun series. Like, is not like, okay, is it wrong? Like, I kind of, I kind of want the series to be a sweep for whoever wins. Like, not because, not because, like, I want to see blowouts the whole series, but just, like, we can put a stamp on this and, like, come back to basketball in, like, a couple months or something
0: See, I I want this to be. I want to see things end with a bang. Like I am I am fully here for the under twenty. What I think? Anthony, how old is Anthony Davis? Is he still under twenty five? He might be well, like twenty yeah. six. Like I'm pretty stuff. sure he's older than that. Okay, he's twenty seven. Yeah, but we're about to have a stellar big battle. And regardless of what team came out of the West, we were about to have a stellar big battle. And I don't know why, but maybe because, like, the, the new crop of big men coming up, well, technically coming up, they're just really fun to me because they're so skilled. So I I feel like we win either way it goes, and I'm really interested to see how that goes. But I don't know who will. Like, they got big body dudes. I don't know who going to stop LeBron. Like, so that is what I am. That's why I'm, it, like, not super excited because I think I think LeBron might have some, he might have some fun if they don't beat, it, just beat him up.
1: If, if I'm them, what I probably do is, like, I put Jimmy Butler on him and just, you know, pray or something. Like, right. well, that and, like, when he throws, like, when, when he gives the ball up, like, deny him the ball. Like the like, you need to follow him if he goes to the restroom type of thing. Like, because it's much harder for him to score if he doesn't have the ball on his hand. Like, someone else will have to do it eventually.
0: I want to see Igudala come out here and get that uh and earn that Finals MVP, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Come out here, and glory Lebron for 35 minutes, bro. You got it.
1: Also. Um, you know, shouts to Adonis Haslam for still being in the league, apparently. And being, um,
0: like, slightly scary still. Like, he's like, seems like, still, like, all of that intensity.
1: I, 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 and he yeah. just sits on the bench at this point, at least he has in the playoffs. Like, I saw him and
0: like, wait, he's still in the league? He he a coach. He <laughs> a player coach. That's all that is. He give that, he get that vet minimum. So he can stay on the roster, but he is a coach. I don't think I don't think that man played more than like 37 games this season. Like he ain't play. He ain't come off that bench. That's not his job. Like, but
1: yeah, if I'm them, I put Butler on him and like deny him the ball for 40 minutes. And then when Butler's not in, put Iggy on him, same thing, denying the ball. Because there's nothing, there's not a whole lot either of them can do. Once he gets it, if for no other reason than, like, it's, I guess, to use a comic-ish or movie analogy, it's like trying to stop Juggernaut. Like, you're probably not going to do it. Um, So you just hope for the best, and they should probably figure out something about Rondo, because, like, he's probably going to be an issue not He's probably not going to, like, hit you up to, like, 30 or something like LeBron or AD. But, as I've mentioned before, he doesn't fold. Ever.
0: And he's a passing wizard. He doesn't fold unless he wants to fold. Basically. And he doesn't do that in the <laughs> playoffs. It's like, I'll but, give up on you before I quit. Like, I need you to, I need you to understand. That's two different things.
1: Like. And, like, even in that one game that they lost against the Nuggets, like, he was still out there, like, trying after this, it was, it was like a couple seconds left and the game is over and he's still, like, running up to guard people. And I love that energy and, and cause issues. He's just, like, he's not going to hurt you, but he's going to make everybody else more dangerous.
0: I tweeted out a couple weeks ago that, um, I hate to see my favorite players get cooked as they get older. And Rondo, it was a, that video of Rondo getting cooked, and I was like, ah, it hurts. To see him come back and be, like, nice for, like, a two-game stretch, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you still got that in you. Um, yeah. right. What do you Literally,
1: think? Hmm? What you do ask? you think the the Lakers are going to do about, um, I guess, Adebayo and Butler?
0: You like, that what the Lakers going to do about it? Yeah. I think they have enough people to annoy Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't necessarily think Jimmy Butler is really the person that you have to worry about. Like, it almost seems like um, their first line of attack, at least with uh, Robinson in, is the three-point play. Like, if we can get him open for a three, everything else works because that opens up space because it's, it's just your defense around. So if it's Duncan Robinson hitting the first three, I mean, there's not a lot that you can do besides guard the person who would be Jimmy Butler, like, either on that corner just in case he gets the ball. So... Like I, I I really, almost think that would be the afterthought, a little bit, because they have the dudes to match up size wise. It's not Jimmy like Jimmy yeah. Butler is like an offense unto himself. Like he can be slowed down, where he's going to get his fifteen. You can throw Danny Green at him. You can throw Conti. This Pope at him. Like it's not like um, uh, what you got to worry about? Really, you got to worry about Hero. Who's coming off the bench? You got to worry, Dragic. I guess you got to worry about Jimmy, and then you got to make sure everybody can like. They outside of when they have a uh, when heroes on the floor too. That's the only lineup where they really got like four dudes that can create their own shot. Outside of that, you can kind of you kind of yeah. sit on most people. Like you can kind of sit on Jay Crowder, like. Uh, you can sit on Andre Iguodala. Uh, but there's, like, a lot of motion in the offense, too, which makes it kind of hard to sit on certain people. But.
1: So, we talked about our, I guess, general ignorance. The Clippers appear to have fired um, Doc Rivers uh, or something. Like, I, I guess he's not the coach no more. Um who like who like who do they get? To, yeah, okay, they, they they fired him. Who do you get to like replace him though?
0: I don't I don't know who's the upgrade to be honest with you. Like I heard talks of it being Ty Lu and Stan Van Gundy, and I don't know about Ty Lu personally. Like I get that he, we keep raving about him; he's putting his time. I don't know what he is as an NBA coach. You had LeBron, like. Like there's some bad coaches that had LeBron that had really good seasons like like Mike Brown got like a, like a couple 50 win seasons with LeBron. Like that doesn't make Mike Brown is like a good coach or like stellar. Like Doc Rivers is one of the few dudes who won a ring and if he couldn't get it done like like Stan Van Gundy he's just before my time. So I can't say a lot about a lot about him, but like his commentator job, if that's anything that uh-huh. reflects. You mean
1: I think you mean Jeff Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy's with the piston.
0: Jeff. Jeff Van Gundy. Ooh, yeah. thank you. Jeff Van Gundy. But anyway, if that is like your next upgrade, I don't know what that's like either, because it's been almost 10 years since you've done what you've done. And I think Stan Stan Van Gundy, he's he's doing commentating too, right?
1: He might do it a little, but, like, he's yeah. in charge of the Pistons. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Van Gundy can, uh, just looking at his record, like it looks like he can coach, but, like, I'm not sure. Like, he's probably not an upgrade, and, like, he hasn't coached in 13 years. At least not as an NBA head coach, anyway.
0: That's puzzling. I don't know how you've adjusted. Like I'm not like high on your. I'm not high on you right now. um, And I surely don't know his system at all.
1: I mean, he's apparently currently the national team uh, head coach, but.
0: Like, our, like, the men's Yeah, win. the
1: U.S. Yeah.
0: We uh, ain't
1: not played the game yet. <laughs> no, he was a, um, the head coach of uh national team since 2017. So, but hold up, wait.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: Hold up, wait. <laughs> hold up. Like, didn't we do poorly in the last um, world, like we, i I hold up
0: with that being said, we had a filler team. So, if you want to give that, like, uh, you don't want to weigh that a lot, but if he was there, then yes,
1: okay. Um, wait, are these different? Teams? I'm so whatever. Um, but, like, uh, like, like I feel like everybody who could be halfway considered a a upgrade over Doc Rivers is either already coaching a team or is retired. And if you're the Clippers, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Like, because Tyler was definitely not better than than Doc Rivers. Like he's. He's just not. Regardless of what you feel about him, yeah, he's got what a ring or two coaching LeBron, but like that's not the highest bar. Um like Folstra is is a good coach, but he's clearly fine where he's at. I don't think he's trying to leave Miami.
0: Um you know Pat Riley not coming up off that. Nah. That's just not how that works.
1: Um like I don't know, maybe consider Brad Stevens' upgrade. But I feel like he's perfectly happy with the Celtics, and like they've been doing fine. They just went to a conference final. Um, they didn't get it done, but like the team is wildly young as far as teams like that go. Um, Popovich, if he leaves the Spurs, he's gonna retire. Exactly. Um, and, like, I don't think there's unless I'm, yeah, I like Malone, but he's fine as a, with the nuggets. He's not trying to leave there. And again, whether or not some of these dudes are actually upgrades is probably debatable.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's kind of, I feel like I have that same energy with hearing Dan Tony is going to, uh, Possibly be coaching the 76ers. Like why? Like what, like like I I get the idea of having Jumbo Russell Russell Westbrook, but the issue with having Jumbo Russell Westbrook, who is like Ben Simmons, he don't shoot. So I'm not sure what you do with that offense when there's not a lot of other people who shoot it at a high level. I'm just I'm just not sure why you even flirt with that. Like I I don't get it. Like, they would think do a trade and beat. Like I, like I just don't I don't I don't really know. Hold on, wait, wait. Yeah.
1: wait, what was this about Dan Tony? I'm sorry, I feel like like wait, did the rockets fire him or something? Oh wait, they did, yeah. they did, they did. Yeah, yeah. I uh keeping track of all this is kind of but yeah, i this no they Tony would be a mistake over there. A wild yeah.
0: mistake. Like if they like, if they let that happen, that's oof, that's a bad decision making over there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like who could be James Harden? Shake Milton? <laughs> it's just, it, well, it's just
1: like one plays completely against any kind any of the strengths that your two best players have. Two, like, it ignores the fact that the roster is not set up for his, the way he plays. The um, the fact that the roster is po- really fairly poorly constructed around your two best players, anyway. Um, and like, in fairness, I think if you that like, if nothing else, just let Simmons shoot mid range shots. Like, that'll be okay. But that's anathema to how Mike D'Antoni coaches. <laughs> um, and like we talked about, like how. I, like I know I'm on record. As, like how I feel. Like how you can be successful with those two best players. But, like you gotta you gotta put Embiid in the post, and you got to have, and you gotta give Simmons a lane to the goal and convince him to take jumpers. Where from it doesn't matter, but he needs to take them. And you gotta rebuild the roster. It's not built to really maximize them, or to or to really complement them as well as it could. And like that's kind of, that that's a GM thing. The GM has to fix that. But as far as how they play, D'Antoni would be a colossal mistake. If they and if they get him, they're they should probably trade both Simmons and MB because like they don't play how he would need them to play at all.
0: Yeah. I, I semi understand having Simmons in that system, but understand like that because he provides so much from like a passing and like playmaking perspective, and he would not like the way they had Russell Westbrook playing where he was just kind of like downhill speed. Like Benson, Simmons is like a load to handle. The only difference is like you, really. He's not, like, shifty with it. So, if he can just get in the paint, like, off a straight line draw, great. Outside of that, yeah, very, very, like, that's, like, <laughs> super quick capella. And I would just be a shame to use him as. And, I uh, like, I
1: know – I well, people – every. I feel like every time a six the Sixers head coaching job opens, people are like, you should get Jay Wright. But, like, he's not about to leave Villanova. But you should – I mean, like, you should try. He's going to say no. He said no already. But, like, you know. <laughs> it's one of the things. It's just, like, it's, it's, the, it's the principle. It's like, they're probably going to say no, but ask anyway, just in case. Like, if a head coaching spot opened up for, like, the Los Angeles Sparks WNBA, for example, which it probably should, but I don't think it will, um, like, You should try and get, like, John Staley or Gino Ariama. They're going to say no. They're going to say no. We already know they're going to say no, but you should ask anyway.
0: What do you think that is, like, a nicety? Just to to be like, hey, why not? Like, there's no, like, loss in it. Like, if they say yes, that's really big. If they say no, it's like, we knew that already.
1: Yeah, like, it's kind of just like, there's nothing to lose by asking. We figured you're going to say no going in. But it's just like, maybe... Just maybe we're wrong, and you agree, or you talk with us. Like, you're probably not, but it's worth the effort, because if you do, we get, like, a top-tier coach yeah. coaching our team, and, like, that's always a good thing to have.
0: I don't know, bro. That's like a stressful conversation for me, bro. I feel like, it, I feel like talking for the sake of talking.
1: I wouldn't quite put it there, but I I understand why you'd feel that way. It's almost like, why did you waste your breath if you already knew how this, like, if you already had, like, a 99% certainty how this was going to turn out? It's just like, well, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, hey, Don Staley, want to coach the Sparks? No. Okay, (laughs) nice talking with you.
0: I feel like there was a recent story where something like that happened with, uh, Oh, Amani Bates. Like no, no coach talked to him except uh, the coach at Michigan is State. That, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so he was like, "Fine, I'll go there." But oh, uh, that's that's hilarious.
1: So. I
0: mean, I mean, like
1: if your base makes like this is the only coach actually put in the effort out, and, and like there's a chance like I'm gonna have to play college ball anyway, like. <clears throat> And he's got a good team.
0: It's just like a level petty. I just like, ah, I see what you did there. Right. By the way, if that Michigan State thing works out, this is gonna be a tough team.
1: Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Ohio.
0: Yeah.
1: Like probably just with. I don't even know if they would have what like a year mm-hmm. or two, like two years. No. Uh, Bait Assuming Bates actually plays Michigan State.
0: Uh yeah, they would have had it uh that year after 2022, especially if he doesn't decide to split after this year. There has been rubblings, but I I doubt I, that it happened.
1: I I heard about that that he might reclassify.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd really see those those dudes that stay in that dudes that come over in 2021 stay to play with him for a year, because that would just be more entertaining. Like that would just be a deeper, better team, bro. And that yeah. was like
1: disrespectful. Go- like, because you have Izzo in uh, that team. Like, sometimes like you're talking about it sounds like it's going be wild. You know? that's, that's disrespectful to everybody else. Because you got experience, and, like, you have a parent, supposedly the best high schooler since LeBron James, like, for real, for real. And not just, like, how they call, like, almost every number one, hit, like, every number one ranked recruit who comes through. Like about every year, every other year, like this is the best, like he's he's the best high school player since LeBron James. It's just like at, at a certain <laughs> point, it's kind of like y'all y'all just saying stuff now.
0: Yeah, Man.
1: but I've heard I've heard Bates is for real. I still haven't seen him play, and like I said, I don't hype up anyone I haven't seen play. But he's oh. supposed to be the real deal.
0: Look, y'all baller TV, bro. Uh, Eddie, the- was he on? The summer stuff this year? Summer stuff I don't year? think it was on this year. At least I don't remember seeing any games of him. But you can definitely just look up like Bates Fundamentals. You'll find him. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright. So I got a list of storylines that I came up with. Right, okay. Just by looking at the rosters of the two finals teams. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. So... And these are also things that they're already like kind of playing out in like commercial. But the Lakers have not won a championship since 2010. Mm-hmm. It is 2020. It has been exactly 10 years. To tie it into the next one, the last Laker to hoist a finals MVP was Kobe Bryant. So get, get ready to have all the tears in the world for, like, the next week, by the way. Because you know they're going to bring it up. Like, I'm I'm choked up. Think about it. And I, that sounds mad lame, but it's whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know at some point somebody's going to say something about when they're not honoring of what happened in uh, late January. RIP. And uh, the... Uh, Will the media have to flip the, like, the story of Jimmy Butler. Like He went from all these places where he was the toxic person. When, when we look at it, it's like one or two other people that we could probably be like, ah, ah, never mind. But Jimmy Butler just happened to be there, and he's always loud. But now he goes to the right situation. Mm-hmm. Chance for a championship. Uh, the Iguodala impact. Apparently, Iguodala has been to six... Um, Six consecutive, I think, yeah, consecutive NBA finals. Like, he barely played, but like, come on, bro. Uh, he du- didn't get a finals MVP out of it, exactly. Uh, and I'm I really like this year, like, uh, this most recent year with the Heat, like, barely played, but still part of it. Um, Dwight Howard's redemption story, you go back to LA on a one year deal after having. You had this story career, and then after the Lakers, it was a so-so career, but you were still, like, out here, you come back, people actually like you now, because you're doing your job. Championship. He was never trash, though. He like, said what? I know, like, he was never, was never trash, but we we try to, like, wave him off like he wasn't getting the double-double. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, during that span, it was, like, 15 and 10. Something oh, Like, head, six yeah. years, like.
1: But he's just kind of bouncing around.
0: Yeah. Um, if the Heat win, Goran Dragic becomes a folk hero in his home country. Hands down. He's, not,
1: he's he's well,
0: I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's already won, but that I'm like, like kind of completes yeah. it. Like you, you literally yeah. won like, all the basketball awards. Like hmm. yeah. you did it. You you did it at like the highest level. Like you. That'd be dope. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I feel like I got to get this take off, even though I feel like it's not a take. It's more of a player comp. But uh, I really like Tyler Hero. But he reminds me so much of Jason Terry or, like, Mike Miller. And I don't mean that in, like, a bad way. Like, they were both, like, for six years, they averaged 20 points a game. It's just... Like at this point, like that's that's what that looks like, like like just when they were in full blown role player mode, like that's the boy be cooking, bro.
1: He'll be fine. Also, like I thought about this, I think earlier this week. It's it's dumb, but whatever. It's like I I want him to get really good, just so people can say he plays hero ball unironically. Right. Like, I like that. it's just. It's just fun to say. Um oh yeah, also I didn't know Jay Crowder and um Butler played together Market.
0: They, they played
1: together Market. They mentioned it um last night I think. That's a good
0: storyline right there, like Yeah. And
1: it'll yeah. this will definitely be an interesting series if nothing else. You know, eighty. Is in his first finals. Um, and I, I'm assuming he's probably going to be a leading scorer because, like, I guess that's just not what LeBron is trying to do at this point in his career. Like, I, I think I saw something where, like, it was, I think, saying something about LeBron, basically, like, we're, as far as offense, like, we're going through AD or whatever, basically. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing horribly, but it it's just like, I just don't think he's trying to be the top scorer
0: on the team at this point in his career. Like he could. He he just doesn't want to. Man, I get it. Take that uh take that load off your back. You've been carrying it for what? 20 years? I mean, he's still kind of carrying
1: the Lakers, but like <laughs> he's not so, like not alone, obviously, but like yeah. out here averaging like putting up triple doubles regularly in the playoffs. At least one that had like it was like a thirty-point triple-double. I think the thing was like thirteen, like thirty, like thirteen and eleven or something. It was. I'm probably messed one of those numbers up. Yeah.
0: Oh no, bro. If they do this right, we got two weeks of basketball left. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad, bro. A little bit,
1: but, like, it's going to be back in, like, December. College ball start is going to start about around Thanksgiving.
0: Um, I feel like with college ball, we're really going to see if there's any, like, cancellations due to COVID. Because I have no idea if that's been the case for, like, the football game.
1: What, like, folks catching COVID and stuff?
0: Yeah, like, that being the reason... Like I feel like I'll notice it more than, but I don't
1: know if that has that happened. yet. Yeah. Well, we're like they cancel stuff because of like COVID. Yeah. Like yeah. Memphis uh, canceled a couple games, uh, like a game or, or like reschedule a couple games or something because of it. Um, there, I think there are a lot of teams that have had cases inside. Yeah. Um, in fairness, you can be a bit more careful with basketball, but like you're still dealing with college students and
0: exactly
1: most of them. And like, even if they don't do anything, most of them go to like, probably have like a class or two in person and like, they might not be doing anything. Like you might have your your best player might just be like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to stay in my room and I'm going to go to the gym and that's it. But like, everybody isn't doing that. We know this. Um, so you know we'll see how that works out for him and everything. But um, so like one more thing. Oh yes, also the um apparently the. Okay, so the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't feel too good about Jarrett Culver, who they drafted last year. I'm, I'm not really sure why I'm not. I'm not, hold on. Hold let me pull up his numbers real quick. Just That's so I can look. After a year, apparently, they're, they're probably overthinking it, honestly, um, because dudes like like a, like a, a good rookie, a, a, a strong rookie year, dude only a, would only average 10 points. At least that's how I scale it. Like if, if your rookie averages 10 points, that's a good year. He did fine. he His yeah. three-point shooting wasn't great. He, he averaged 9.2 points, 3.4 rebounds, 1.7 assists shooting 40 percent and like 20 like about 30 percent from three his, like his free three-point shooting and free-throw shooting were apparently poor but like it's it's a this a solid rookie season
0: yeah at least wait till like the third year that's just what you really know like but he just maybe he's maybe he's mean <laughs> <laughs> like every time I hear somebody like sour after one year, like I, unless it's like some noticeable stuff, like I don't get it. Was he just like really bad on defense or something? Well, yeah. um,
1: I mean, just to look at his deals and blocks, he probably wasn't all that bad. But he probably wasn't amazing or anything. Um, yeah. like, but yeah, he was depending on how you look at it. What metrics he used, looking at this stuff, he was odd. He was either he was either a good defender or like a mediocre, like a barely mediocre defender, but he wasn't a terrible defender. Like it's not like Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know why you had to throw Trey Young under the bus on this
1: one. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's just. He's he's just kind of the metric for like bad defense at the moment, but there. But still, so the, but the point is they're looking to trade away their uh the their their pick because I think that what they have the number one pick this year, don't they?
0: Yeah. yeah, I heard they were keying in on Lamelo for some strange reason. Well, I, I guess that that's pretty that's pretty for that trash team. They need somebody.
1: It's just like, if I'm them, like, and wait, didn't they just, like, get, um, D'Angelo Russell?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, but, like, if I'm them, like, you kind of have to pick someone who can play on the wing, like, especially now that I just thought about the Russell thing, because, like, you already have Anthony Towns, I don't think they're trying to move him, so, like, um, dang it name. But Wiseman, um I'm I'm, I'm afraid to say yeah, names so I feel like I'm messing up. But like he, he's like they yeah, like you you already have a dude playing in spot. Um unless you just think Wiseman's gonna be better, you can play alongside him or something.
0: Um was, hold up. I, feel like, I feel like Wiseman wouldn't be an awful option just because they kind of need somebody that can play better defense than Cat. Um, but there also seems to be just like a log jam right there because Wiseman doesn't necessarily space the floor. Even though we do know Cat is like one of the best seven-foot shooters that we have. So Yeah. Um. It's just like the stink of Minnesota, bro. I feel like Like, I don't see any of them, like, doing well in Minnesota. And it's Minnesota's fault. It's always been Minnesota's fault.
1: It's like, it's just the organization.
0: Yeah. Yeah, come on, bro. (laughs) Like, y'all had Kevin Garnett for years. And Kevin Love. I don't even want to talk about what they did with Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love was just out here looking really good for no reason. Actually, he was looking really good, so he could win a ring for LeBron.
1: You, they probably yeah, they probably need a wing. Whether or not they feel like any of the wings are currently worth like a top pick or whatever is a separate thing. But all it's also like relatively like what I don't understand is like it's relatively hard to mess up the number one pick. Like, you're not necessarily going to get the best player in the draft, but like, you're almost guaranteed a good player. Except, uh, like, the only real exception was like Anthony Bennett. Hmm. Hmm. But, like, even hmm. the dude who's considered the worst NBA, like, the worst number one pick to that point, um, Kwame Brown, he like averaged right around a double double for his career. He did? It was, it was tough. I, Something like that. No no, no, call me. Hold on. Let I mean, because I oh, might be telling you something wrong. He, he wasn't that bad, though. He wasn't actually a bad NBA player. Yeah, I know he's there for like what ten plus years. Like, yeah. he was a good player. He just wasn't. Okay, correction. He did not. But <laughs> like, he was
0: a he was a decent NBA player. He was serviceable. He was below average, but you know he he could be out there. Like. Yeah.
1: And and then there's Bennett and it's just like I'm um, you kinda wonder if he actually tried, but you know. Yeah man. Like basically everybody drafted after him immediately after him was ended up with much better NBA careers. Granted the bar is to the floor. <laughs> but like but but like a lot of them dudes turn into good NBA players though. Even though it's supposed
0: to be a super weak draft. Yeah. Is it wild that I am. Like, how was that your floor? Like, how did. How did. How did so many people miss on that? That's like a. That's a lot. Like, that's like. Anthony Bennett almost looked like a college level player at times in the NBA. Like, how how did we miss that much? Or was it like the injury that kind of drained him? Because he.
1: He looked really good in college. Like he, like th- he did look good in college. Uh, I remember that year though; they weren't sure who the number one pick should even be. Granted, <laughs> I don't think he was really in discussion for it too much prior to like them picking him for you know whatever reason. But like the, but but it's like, but it's also like what makes it worse is, like, how, like, okay, here's some of the other dudes who are in that same draft, right? Because I pulled it up. Victor Aladipo, number two pick. Otto Porter Jr., number three pick. Nerlens Noel, number six pick. Um, CJ McCollum, number nine. Steven Adams, 12. Uh, oh, it, yeah, he did okay, 13. Um, <laughs> Shabazz Muhammad, 14. Giannis Titicumpo, 15. Dennis Schroeder, 17, like Tony Snell, 20, Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., 24, Rudy Gobert, 27. Like, you get the point.
0: Right. Do you remember for like a short time, for like a couple months, Otto Porter Jr. was possibly the best player to come out of that draft? Vaguely? Like it was just it was like a brief time. It was like when the Wizards were playing in like the playoffs, they were like, Otto Porter is like really useful." And it was like like a year and a half before uh, Antetokounmpo like really looked like a s- superstar. Right. I think it was like in in a in their second year, I believe, right. is when they were making uh, the playoffs. If not, I'm just making all this up. They right?
1: made it his first. Washington made it his first four years in the league. Uh, wait, no, no correction. No, no, that's more. Eh. They they made it sporadically, but <laughs> like he was he he was playing good basketball. Like after like his first two years, he's playing solid basketball in Washington. Um, he went to then he he's in Chicago now, which I missed somehow. Um, but, I mean, he's not the biggest name, so. And, like, he's doing okay, but has he stayed hurt or something? Because, like, 2018-19, he played 15 games. Um, Like, this season, he played 14.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, he got that checked up. I think uh, I think Washington gave him a max before he uh, before they traded him. They probably did, like, well,
1: I'm not sure what that wouldn't make sense, but whatever. Um, but it's just like they they like Cleveland drafted Anthony Bennett, um, and like. It, it is just, like, in hindsight, one, this is a stronger draft than I think they thought it was going to be at the time. Um, and, like, the Cavaliers really, really messed that one up. I mean, it is the Cavs, yeah.
0: They either to grab
1: second uh, – thir- uh, 31st pick in the draft. I'm just – I'm sorry. I just looked. Well, Good, I get it. No, like, I don't think – like, I don't think there's too many – other people. I'm pretty sure Jeff Withy is still in the league 39th pick. Is he still? No. Okay, well he, he was he was, he was cheeks. He he was there he was there longer than Benny. <laughs>
0: That's not saying a lot. But that man he was seven foot one in cheeks.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> I mean weeks. like I know Zeller's still in the league and like I I didn't mention him. And he was the fourth pick in that draft. Now of course he's not really worth a fourth pick, but
0: it's Wait, just it's like fourth pick.
1: It's just like all these players, Caldwell Pope.
0: Oh.
1: Eighth pick. Useful. <laughs> like it's, it's just like all these players that actually halfway stuck in the league. And you pick the one that <laughs> in. <did. laughs> Not well, only that, you pick them with the first pick.
0: You was loud and wrong. You were loud first and wrong. Like you could have been anything, but you chose to be. Those three things. Wow.
1: I. It's hard to mess up that badly. Like, in fairness, he did look good in college, but, like, still, it's just, like, it's it's hard to mess up that badly.
0: Yeah, I think the worst part about it won't look like two or three people were saying, like, that's definitely the number one pick. That's when it becomes a little weird. Like, who who told you this? Who told you this was the right one?
1: But, yeah, so they're trying to shop their pick. I know the uh the Warriors have been, like, it's already known, like, they're trying to move that number two. I personally think they should just get Wiseman and, like, call it a day. I'm not really sure who you're going to – because, cause like, he can help you now. And, like, he's insurance. He'll be able – like, his Curry and, like, Thompson age. He can carry more of the load. And, like, y'all could use some rebounding um, or something. And, wait, wasn't Sadiq Bay pretty good this year? Granted, they were hot garbage as a team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they and they have Wiggins. Whether however you feel about that. Wait,
0: did you say Sadiq Bay?
1: Yeah, I think it's Sadiq Bay.
0: Are you like, talking about uh, that play for um, Go to State? Yeah, I was like I thought
1: he was doing good. You talking
0: about Eric Pascal? I think uh, I think I might,
1: I might be confusing them.
0: Yeah, Sadiq Bay is coming out of the, this draft this year. Okay, my bad.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, Pascal was pretty good for them. Um, Granted, like I said, the team was hot garbage. But, you know, it's good practice for them. (laughs) Good practice and a check. Yeah, and a check. Um, But it's also just kind of like, who are you going to convince to take the number one pick and, like, give you their functional start. You know what? They should try Detroit.
0: Is it... Who is Detroit going to move? Like, what logically makes sense for them to, like, move?
1: In fairness, I don't... I'm I'm not really sure, but it's also kind of like they just... Haven't done a whole lot. Like, they try to be competitive, at least the moment that I haven't done a whole lot. Like, but it's like, if you're, if you're, if, if I'm the GM for the Warriors, I'm thinking we probably need a big. Yeah. Granted, you know, we probably want, ideally, we want one who could like shoot threes, or otherwise just like have skills outside of just being a big dude who rebounds occasionally. Um, but like, I don't know Blake Griffin um, or Andre Drummond. I don't know how the honestly don't know how the money works out. now that I'm thinking about it because yeah. the money might be an issue for them uh, making the money work, and that could cause hiccups for, if they like. Yeah, let's, this is what we want to do.
0: And I think that's where we go run right into the problem because um, <clears throat> I think Golden State is kind of maxed out. Money-wise, like, salary-crap-wise. So, if they take on any more money, that's going to be um, in the luxury tax, which Buddy says he's okay with paying. But this is COVID. So, his money might look different. Um, especially because, like, all his money was tied up in tech, and apparently, like, area is not doing too well. So, we're going to see how that looks. And then, uh, what, Blake Griffin? His contract is crazy. I think he's on, like, a max. Um uh, and then Detroit doesn't have uh, Andre uh, Andre Drummond anymore. I think they traded him for Bubblegum. I don't exactly remember <laughs> what the trade was for. I just don't. I feel like
1: it, I feel like I missed that somewhere. Yeah. He
0: went to Hold Cleveland, up. and they got a promising uh, big named Christian Woods, who seems to be pretty good. And but the, my biggest issue is it again. It's the organization. It's Detroit. They seem to always have, um, unless they're doing really well, if they handicap themselves some w- some way. They're not moving up. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if they can come up with a package where they can move uh, move that pick. Like, who do you, who do you want? Sekou uh, Dumboya. So, if you want to make something happen with Sekou, but it would be so stupid for them to package that. Uh, that away, like you're literally trading all of your future. I have, to, I hate that I have to say it like this, but I got a uh, homeboy who's a Detroit Pistons fan, and I cook him every single time we talk about the draft. Because they steady do nothing, and they're consistent at that one thing. They they capsized the boat. This is nothing. No, the best thing they could do was hope for a higher draft pick this year, and they got the seventh pick. Their luck. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's punishment from the league, but, boy, they need some better luck.
1: question, what would they be punishing them for? Like, Isaiah Thomas hasn't played for them in, what, about
0: 30 years? The only thing I could possibly think about is they're still mad about Malice in the Palace. That's the only thing I think about. Like, the league officials are still mad about Madison Palace, so there's, like, you gotta suffer for, like, the next 20 years. And if that's the case, that's about to come... Actually, let's, let's see how long ago that was. I feel like we just had a... Uh... That was early 2000. So, if that's the case, uh, 2004, if that's the case, in 2024... Everything will write itself, but with that being said, that does mean you will miss out on Imani Bates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in twenty twenty four, if if everything like shakes out in the in the cards that I just gave them randomly is up, you miss out on Imani Bates, which is the sweetest punishment that could possibly happen, especially from a kid from. Michigan that is planning on going in Michigan State. That would be hilarious. That would be the I, best thing ever.
1: That'd be tragic. Nah. Like, LeBron ended up in Cleveland. It, granted, like, it's not going to happen, but it makes sense if Bates, like, it'd be cool. It'd be a cool story if Bates ended up with the Pistons. Yeah. It's just not going to happen.
0: It, it yeah. Makes me it, happy it's not. Bit. All right, LeBron. You got anything else? Um, nah, I don't think so. All right, bro. I think it's time to go ahead and close out. Remember, I am your host, Alan Pettigrew, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. And,
1: you know, I'm Calvin McGowan. Uh, thanks for joining us once again um, on YouTube with this, you know, like, share, and subscribe and all that. So, yeah. All right.
0: Peace.